Hello and welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Trey Scott. Today, we are counting down 24-7 Sports' preseason top 25 rankings with the help of national basketball writer Kevin Flaherty. Before we get started, we'd love for you guys to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Let's go. Landing at number 16 in our countdown in 24-7 Sports' preseason college basketball rankings is the Arizona Wildcats. And if you listen to our most recent episode, which was about number 17, Memphis, you can kind of look at Arizona as sort of a Memphis light. Kevin Flaherty, as far as they are restocking a roster with a plethora of new and young faces. Yeah, they're going to be so dependent on newcomers. And some of them, in Arizona's case, are our graduate transfers and, and, you know, traditional transfers, you look at, uh, you look at them getting stone gettings uh, coming in uh, to help them out in the post where, where quite frankly, they could use some help from where they were a year ago. Max Hazard is a guy that some people will remember because he was a big part of UC Irvine's run last year and, and upsetting Kansas state in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. So they were able to get those guys, but like with Memphis, you know, the highlights are really on that recruiting class, which was the number six recruiting class in the 24-7 sports composite. You have three top 40 guys, uh, five-star point guard Nico Mannion uh, was the number one point guard in the 24-7 sports composite for a reason. And he is what you look for in a point guard in terms of having that moxie, that team running ability, being able to knock down outside shots, create for other players. He he, he kind of has all of that, and yet he might not even be the best NBA prospect of that bunch because if everything comes together for Josh Green, Green has the look of, of sort of that NBA draft lottery type wing, and, and I think both of those guys are going to play major roles this year. Were you surprised that Arizona, given the season they had last year, 17-15, and 15, didn't make the tournament, and given the NCAA investigation into Sean Miller that has nearly cost him his job, were you surprised that Arizona was able to land such a good recruiting class? It, it was a little bit of a surprise, especially since the Arizona stuff, I, I don't know that it's done just yet. When you look at what the NCAA hit Kansas with, a lot of it was just basically what TJ Gasnola said in a courtroom. And they they went ahead and used that as sort of the crux of their case. And with Arizona, you know, the case that involved Arizona ran later and yet you still have, you know, an Arizona assistant talking on a wiretap basically about Sean Miller paying players. And I'm not saying Miller paid him or didn't. I'm just saying that's still kind of out there and, and still kind of hanging over the top. And a lot of times when you have that cloud, that's worse than the penalty itself. A lot of times coaches really struggle to recruit when you have that there because they're just assuming that whatever the worst is, multiply that by 10. And, and that's what you know, people lead these recruits to believe is going to happen with this school. And so it, it is an incredible recruiting job by Miller and maybe the most underrated recruiting job for a top 10 class that, that you could ever mention just with him being able to haul in the, the number six class, even, even while all this is going on, even with the season, like you talked about, of course, you know, Trey, I know you and I both covered Mac Brown at Texas and one of the things that he always used to say was the worst thing in the world you could be is average. He said, you can be really good and all the recruits want to come and play for you because you're really good. 
you can be really bad and all the recruits will want to come and play for you because they see playing time. And so Arizona being not so hot last year could have helped them a little bit in that these guys were able to see immediate roles and an immediate ability to step in and, and not just play, but but really sort of be the driving force behind this year's team. It's kind of been a fascinating roster restocking by Sean Miller because, I mean, two years ago, God, already two years ago, you know, it's DeAndre Ayton. And, you know, so you know Sean Miller can recruit. I mean, that goes without saying. Uh, but you you lost that first-round game to Buffalo. And you've got the instant of like breathing down your neck. And you're like, well. And, and he didn't have much left on that roster. And the, the, the job they've done as far as transfers, I mean, we didn't even mention Chase Jeter, long ago named from Duke. Jordan Brown, a former five-star from Nevada, he's going to have to sit out a year. I do want to go back, though, to Mannion. I think – Maybe it's the red hair. I think he's going to capture a, a, a large portion of the college basketball viewing public this season. I know you already spoke about his, his, his ball handling and his passing vision. Sort of what, what do you think are fair expectations for him? I, I think he could have a monster season. I, I think that he's one of those guys that out of that freshman class, you sort of circle to, to have the biggest impact. And, and a couple of those guys are, are in the Pac-12 when you look at Isaiah Stewart at Washington maybe being that guy. But Mannion is doing it at the most important position uh, on a basketball court, and he's somebody that's going to make everybody around him better. He's going to make Green better. I think you know, 15 points a game would be in play if Mannion wants to go that way. He's capable of doing that. He can shoot. He can drive. He can, he can do the things you want from a scoring standpoint. And I think that, you know, six or seven assists is on the table if he decides to go more that way and be a distributor. He really has the ability to be a chameleon based on, on what his team needs. It, it's funny you said, you know, he, he's going to be somebody to watch. He's a really scrappy kind of kid when he plays. And so I I could see him being one of those guys that, that Arizona fans just fall in love with and that opposing fans can't stand and, you know, possibly over the course of the year, you know, maybe gets pushed or shoved, you know, five to 10 times by opponents who are just fed up with dealing with him for 40 minutes. Now you're uh, speaking like it's Grayson Allen or something. Uh, Kevin, thank you. Uh, the The Pac-12 only had three teams to make the NCAA tournament last year. We're, we're going to see if Arizona gets back in the mix. They come in at number 16. Next time on our countdown, we'll look at number 15. 